And welcome to Fitspeak 21, special guest in studio for tonight, especially for the roundtable section. We have formerly from Australia, now from Agassiz, Brian Wilkinson. Welcome to the program. Thank you, boys. Well, along with Mikey Ross and myself, you're a third of TriJoy and the TriJoy experience. But Brian, tell us before getting into the whole triathlon thing, uh, what was your athletic background? Like the typical Aussie guy, I actually was brought up playing rugby or rugby league. I uh, started playing that when I was about nine years old and played that all the way through till I was around 38, 39. So 30 years of playing rugby. So when did you come to Canada and how did you get into triathlon? I came to Canada in 2009. We actually immigrated here with my family. Uh, the reason I got into triathlon was I actually shattered my ankle in my very last game playing rugby in Australia. And the doctor gave me a 30% chance of running again. So I took those odds and decided I wanted to prove him wrong. And that's how I actually started. I grew up watching triathlon in Australia, watching you know guys like McCrock or Brad Bevan, as he's known in the wide world of sports, and Macca. Watching those guys actually race up on the Gold Coast in Australia. And I just loved the sport. And that's I just thought, why not? Give it a go now. So triathlon comprised of three sports... What's your favorite and why? Uh, I like the bike. The bike, I just hurt on the bike, and I just think that if I'm hurting, everyone else around me is hurting even more. So it actually is quite fun. So the reason we actually invited Brian into this talk was a talk that he did for the Abbotsford Triathlon Club a couple of weeks ago, primarily on nutrition, but he was talking about many different points about the off-season. So for a triathlete, we would say that the off-season, at least here in Canada are more than likely the months of October through to about March or so. So, Brian, what does the off-season mean to you? How do you do things differently? Um, how do you go about it? Off-season for me is a time to actually just get myself re-centered, you know, understanding where I'm at, what I'm looking for, and refocus. It's also a time where through nutrition you can start trialing error. You know, look at things that work, things that don't work. You know, look at things that are actually different or that you actually want to try. Last thing I do when I get into a race is I, I want to know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm actually eating, what I'm drinking, what I'm taking on board. And the best way to do that is to start making those those mistakes now because it's not a mistake when you're doing it in training or doing it in the off-season. It's a great time to actually try something new. Zach, what about yourself? This is the off-season. You're not signed up for another triathlon for probably quite a few months, unless you're heading off to Australia or Hawaii anytime soon. And being a student, I don't think you probably are. What are you doing differently right now? I am continuing to train inside, mostly on the bike. Um, I'm not sure if you're indoors, uh, Brian, these days, but I've I've been actually made fun of by some of my friends. <laughs> For being inside looking out at the gorgeous weather we've been having um, and experimenting a little bit with food so having solid foods and I'd like in the future to start using more solid foods I've been using F2C nutrition which is a bit differently I haven't used that for racing yet and um, yeah so that's what I'm doing so for myself the off season like Brian was saying is a great time to experiment and Try and make mistakes. Um, try different levels of intensity in training. Try different approaches to nutrition. Maybe take more than usual or less than usual. It's a good time because there's really no stakes other than the occasional 5K or 10K race you might jump into. But 
seeing it's the off season, you've probably not invested too much into that race. So the main part of Brian's talk to the uh, Abbotsford Triathlon Club was in fact nutrition. So Brian, for a person who's uh, getting into the sport of triathlon or perhaps just cycling or swimming or running, what would be some off season tips as far as nutrition goes that you'd like to offer them? I would say that you know nutrition doesn't just start when you're actually training or running your bike or out there running. It actually starts you know what you have for breakfast. Um, you know, gone are the days where it's three big meals a day. You know, the the common thought out there now is actually you know five to six smaller meals a day. Make sure you're getting your complex carbohydrates in. Make sure you're getting your proteins and your fats. Uh, when we talk about carbo, you know complex carbohydrates, you know the great source of complex carbohydrates is from fruit and vegetables. Uh, and that's a great source. You know, you can look at that. It actually sits well in your stomach. It's not a heavy food, and it's a really good source of actually all your vitamins and your nutrition that you actually need. So, could you make that a bit more solid for us? Pardon the pun. What would be a good starting point for a person's breakfast? So, a good starting point would be something like a couple of pieces of multigrain toast, or a bowl of oatmeal or cereal. And, you know, throw some milk in there and a little bit of protein like some tuna or, or a boiled egg. That's actually would be a really good breakfast. So a balance of the complex carbohydrates. Yep. And a bit of protein there that you're getting from your egg or your, you know, your, your meat product or your tuna. And then you get a little bit of fat there from actually your butter or your margarine or your cream that you got in your coffee or your tea. Now, we were talking about starting off your day with a breakfast and not having these traditional three huge meals, but breaking it up. Are there any specific times a person should be looking at refueling, per se? There is, and it's different trains of thoughts out there. So a lot of research is coming out now that's actually saying that you shouldn't eat just because you're hungry. So if you've actually got the point where you're really, really hungry, you're feeling lightheaded, you're feeling a bit dizzy, it's too you've actually left too long before you need to eat. So they say that every, you know, three to four hours you should be having something to eat, something light, you know. You have a really good breakfast, say around 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. You know, by 9.30, 10 o'clock, you know, have some trail mix. Have a piece of fruit, you know, have a yogurt, just something like that to keep your body going. It's got everything you need in it. You know, you've got your complex carbs again. You've got some protein added into it. And that actually gets you through your lunch. Um, what I try to do is I try to have lunch as my big, uh, my main meal of the day. I shouldn't say big meal because it's no bigger than my other meals, but that's my main meal, and that's where I'm getting all my big meat or my big foods in. So whether it's chicken, whether it's a piece of steak, whether it's fish, I try to get that in at my lunchtime. Now the reason I do that is, and I say that to athletes when they ask me, is when I have my dinner or my supper at night, it's generally at the end of the day. I finish my training, I have my supper, and then I go and either sit on the lounge and read a book, watch TV, or I'm going to bed. Last thing I want to be doing is feeling the way I'm actually bloated and my, my stomach just feels like it's just full because it's not good for your body to be able to digest that food and for your body to be able to metabolize all that when it's actually going into a rest stage. What would you sense. say to some of these athletes? For example, uh, now that the swim times have changed for the master swim club here in mission athletes are jumping into the pool at quarter to eight coming out at nine o'clock should they be having anything after their swim yeah so you can actually supplement that with things like a protein shake or you know a mix of you know chocolate milk and 
the reason why chocolate milk came into the fore about three to four years ago, we, we all remember those big campaigns about chocolate milk being the next, you know, next thing since sliced bread, is through the milk and the chocolate, you're getting your carbohydrates, you're getting your fats, you're getting your sugars, and you're also getting some protein added to it. And it's actually, it's fairly light, so it doesn't just sit in your stomach. So master swimmers is eight o'clock. I'll be suggesting to the athletes, try to have, your dinner or your supper around 5, 5.30. It still gives you time to digest it and then get to the pool where you're not feeling bloated. Do your swim workouts and after your workouts, you know, grab a protein shake. Uh, you know, grab some chocolate milk. Just grab a recovery drink. When you talk about protein shakes, you know, you look at something like a cassian protein powder. The reason why cassian protein powder is it's actually a supplement. It's not a meal replacement. So people need to understand there is a lot of different types of protein powders out there. So something like towards the end of the night, I actually would take a cassian protein powder because it's quite light. It gives you all your nutrients you need. It actually helps your muscles rebuild and actually it, just, it does the job. So being a busy guy like Zach, who's balancing training with the demands of a job and being a full-time student, Zach, well, what's your meal schedule looking like? Is it as good as it could be? Is there room for improvement? I think I've got a lot to learn from Brian here. Um, but meal planning, I think, is huge. Bringing, uh, planning my meals ahead and bringing food to work or to dinner so I don't end up eating out is definitely huge. I'm sure there are a lot of people And that out continues there into real that. life past studenthood. Exactly. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh boy. I had, uh, what's it called? Tiny little. Uh, my mom called it pablum, but. It's like bread. It's a French French little bread thing. I'm forgetting what it's called. Bagel now. baguette. It's not a baguette. That's all the croissant, French. I know. Croissant croissant ah. and chocolate milk. Okay. I mean uh, hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when was your next meal? I can't remember. <laughs> Did you work out today? I I haven't worked out. Okay, no. so uh, an easier day, and I see that you're uh, replenishing with. Uh, Amber substance in a glass. Before exactly. we let you go, Brian, a uh, question we ask most people who do interviews with FitSpeak. Question number one, your beverage of choice after a hard workout. You don't have to take the high road here. I don't, don't worry. I actually like my craft beers. Okay. Now, wherever I am, I always go to the local craft beer store and actually do that. So in Chilliwack, we've got some couple of great microbreweries out there. You've got Chaos and Solace downtown and you've got Old Yale Brewery down there near the Yarra district. So, you know, they're my two favorite uh, watering holes. Uh, I would actually quite often visit after a, a hard workout in the Chilliwack area. So ordinarily, the way we usually end a FitSpeak interview is we ask people if they could be an animal, what kind of animal would they be? We're not going to do this. We're going to be a bit more direct with Brian Wilkinson. Brian, usually cleanly shaven. What's with the mustache? It's Movember, which means that it's actually time to raise awareness for actually men's health. For me, it's actually a great cause and it's actually close to my heart. I actually raise towards mental health and actually suicide prevention in men. Uh, interesting stat or fact is that by the time that a male reaches the age of 40 in Canada, 50% of those males have actually had some sort of mental health issue or some sort of problem in, in their life leading up to that point in time. I can speak from a personal perspective. I've actually had to deal with these demons myself personally 
and I've been very lucky that I've had good family and friends support around me. They've actually come out on the other end of it. So it's a great cause. You know, I would actually strongly recommend and suggest that anyone can actually afford to donate. Please, by all means, go. Uh, there's actually a link on my Instagram account, which is bwilkinson1608, or my Facebook, which is Brian with a Y, Wilkinson. If not, you can go to Movember and look up my name. That's Brian Wilkinson and actually donate through there. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, dropping by the Fit Speak Studios, Brian. Thank you very much, guys, and good luck.